Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back, team, to another podcast from... The one, guys. Um, I, you know what's funny is I never know how to start this. <laughs> like I'm like ready, three, like, two, one, press play, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I need a catchphrase or like a yo. It's how many episodes are we in now? Like thirty or is it? Forty, I think, because we've got uh, as of recording this, we've got one to release, and then we've got a full one to release. So then this will be next week. So yeah, we'll probably be on like episode like. And we still can't do an intro. No, it's good. Yeah, it's probably like 40 hours worth of podcasting and we are still absolute amateurs. But you know what? If as long as you guys listen to it and get value, then that's all that matters. It's like that thing, like people, and I do get what people say, like the more you go on camera, the more you do stuff, like the more confident you get. I'm like, I just, for me, as soon as a camera is put in front of me, I I just, something happens to myself. Like (laughs) something changes. It's like you just suddenly it, freeze up like a robot. Yeah, but think how many times like you like you see yourself in the mirror like every single day. Like people like pictures are being taken and stuff. Like I've had like thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of pictures taken of me throughout my whole life. Yet I still can't pull a, a normal face when it comes to taking pictures. I still something happens to my lip. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's like with everything, isn't it? Like. Some people are a, a lot more <clears throat> like photogenic than other people. Um, some people don't mind the camera, like. But it's also like I, I remember I watched one of my videos that I recorded. Uh, it was probably back in like 2017, and honestly, mate, it's the most cringy thing in the world. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so like, you know, and it's like it's just not natural. It's just not at like at all. Um, jumbling i'm like yo so guys we're gonna talk about this and this and this and this and i was literally like that's so forced it's unbelievable so i think also like <clears throat> there's some part of like practice some people like being on camera some people don't yeah no sweat i think it just no suits your personality doesn't it because if you i'm very 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 like it's weird like when I'm in like a group setting with like a bunch of mates or stuff, like yeah, I, I might I might get amongst it, but like when it comes to anything else, like I, I hate I don't really like taking the credit for things. <clears throat> like prime example, I used to run a I mean I was literally a shared partner in a gym that had someone else's name on it. I'd like I had the option for myself to be I didn't want my name on it, but I didn't want to take the credit. What so it would be like golf. <laughs> so ev- everyone else was literally like oh so you work for the gym like you work doing that and I'm like oh even some people like Alan said the other day didn't he he was like someone said oh does Hayden work for is um it was on LinkedIn someone asked mm. asked if um I worked for you and it was like <laughs> just because they see your face on it but yeah. like, I, I really the, like the, that's my kind of personality the truth be told I'd ar- I'd argue that I mean, this business couldn't run without either of us. But I'd argue that 
although I'm the face and do all the social media, you do the way more important stuff. I just do the back end stuff. Which is, which is the whole wrong. bloody business. Yeah. <laughs> which is literally the whole, like, which is the whole business. Um, Hayden is a very, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing this on the right. And like, I always see, you know, other people online, like they're just, the, I mean, they have, people have, as they grow, people have uh, the employees or whatever. But like just being on my own doing doing it, I, it's just not motivating. It's nice to talk and nice to have someone to bounce off things with, you know, talk about coaching, talk about how things are going, et cetera, et cetera. I couldn't imagine doing it on 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 your own anymore. No, it's, it's very it's, it's pretty lonely. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very easy to think. I think you could go like one of two ways, and I promise we'll get into the episode in a bit, team. But I think it can go like one of two ways. I think and this is, by the way, the stuff we're saying now is like just myself and Ryan having a conversation. Is Ryan and I having a conversation? Like we literally, like we haven't Perfect. thought to say these things. Hence, why you know we're going off on tangents. But yeah, I, I think it can go one of two ways. If you're someone that's motivated and like you like your own company, like just a bit of a loser, and you um you don't like what anyone else has to say, you don't like like it's your way or the highway, basically. I think you can you can do well on your own because you control it. So if you want to have downtime, you have downtime. If you want to really like push it a little bit harder, like you can do that. So you get the you get the uh, flexibility of it. But at the same time, like I think I need someone to be like like it encourages me at times where I'm like, oh, do you know what? Like Ryan's doing this. Like I'm going to do this. Or do you know what I mean? Like mm. I get I get encouragement from ha- someone else being there, and it makes me like keep turning up. Because yeah. I could easily, like, there's easy days like I get where I'm just like, I could just stay in bed today. Like, actually, I really just don't fancy working. And even though like, you know, it wouldn't move the business forward, like the business wouldn't fall apart. But I know it, ultimately yeah. it doesn't serve like you. It doesn't serve or you. anyone else. No, no. <clears throat> and you, you know what also is um, the best part is that you then get to celebrate with people. Yeah, that's true. And you get like fun Christmas events. Although not really during COVID, it didn't really happen this year. Anyway, let's dive into the topics. So, in today's episode, we're going to be talking firstly about principle principle. versus method. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I give all of about seven minutes ago we spoke about this and I literally just (laughs) forgot. Uh, What a surprise. So the first thing we're going to talk about is principle <laughs> versus method. And we know, and Hayden made quite a good point before we started recording and press record, is that we often talk about the principle versus method to clients and within the academy, but we've never really kind of actually spoken about it on an episode um, as to what it is and how it works. And I think it's probably one of the most fundamental yeah it's one of the key foundations as to how weight loss actually works but it's also probably one of the most key points as to why you end up tripping yourself up Mm. because you are simply placing your focus on things that doesn't matter um, and your focus actually can be placed on something that does matter gives you the biggest bang for your buck and therefore actually is going to increase the most important underlying factor when it comes to weight loss which is your adherence to whatever it is you are doing long term so without further ado, let's dive into the first topic. Hayden, do you want to kind of yeah. give us a little brief overview and then we'll dive in? So I think when it that comes to... was like my radio to- voice. <laughs> and then we'll dive in. We'll dive in. <laughs> I think um, it, like, I hear it every single day and I know Ryan does for sure. And people are always just trying to find out what like, the best diet is for them. Like everyone's always trying to find out like what's the best diet that's going to help me to lose weight? Like what are the best foods that I can eat to... Um, 
uh, illicit fat loss. I actually had one yesterday that was, and I haven't actually heard this for a while. It was like, what are the best fat burning foods? I haven't heard someone say that to me for a while. Mm. So it's like, what are the best fat burning foods? But basically, we're always trying to find this magic pill, potion, solution, whatever it is, to answer our problems. And mm-hmm. exactly like Ryan said a second ago, this is why we get stuck. This is why we get stuck in the loop because we're always just trying to find something that is going to um, fix the f- fix the problem that we have there. But yeah. no one actually thinks about like what is the root cause, like what is the issue, and more importantly, you know, how does fat loss actually work? So taking like a massive step back, taking like a thirty thousand bird eye bird eye view of what's going on, it's like the first thing is for any diet to work now like i'm literally saying any for any diet in the world to work there has to be a calorie deficit achieved yeah now a calorie deficit um can be like broken up into many different compartments like you can do all of these other diets you've got keto slimming world weight watchers herbalife intermittent fasting um the five two like all of these are methods to create this calorie deficit it's not the actual um, diet itself. It's the fact that you've created the calorie deficit. But no one really fully understands this or people don't, they get caught in the trap of thinking, oh, okay. Like the, the best example is, isn't it? It's like everyone gets so excited for like keto or low carb because mm-hmm. they're always like, that was the thing for me. It's kind of like that. Um, it's correlation it's, causation. Yeah, it's the confirmation bias, isn't it? Is when, you know, you got that result and you're like, that is the only only reason how I lost body fat and the only way I can lose body fat is by going low carb, is by going Mm -hmm. keto. So what people do is they now associate that with being the method that actually causes you to lose body fat. But when you think about it, well, I mean, when you're cutting out carbs, which is essentially keto, like what foods are contained? Well, it's like pizza, bread, biscuits, like a lot of alcohol, chocolate, mm. like all of the things basically in life that taste great, you now eliminate them. And because yeah. you've eliminated them, you've now got a huge portion of calories that you can no longer eat, which mm. of course is going to create a massive calorie deficit for you. So you're going yeah. to elicit fat loss. Yeah. And this is it. Like we're too busy often focusing on what we want rather than what we need. What we want is fat loss. And this unfortunately leads us to just tasting this method. You know, what is the best method out there in regards to getting us to where we want to go? And we just chase weight loss and we're quite happy to do any method out there that will give us the results. Like Hayden said, we get this confirmation bias when something works and we're like, okay, cool, that works. And we instantly then just assume that if it doesn't work, it's us. We instantly assume that like, well, no, this is a weight loss diet. So if we, I don't lose weight on it, then it's me. It's something about me, something that I'm doing that's not doing it. And it's like, actually, it's not you that failed the diet. It's the diet that failed you, failed you because you've just picked a method that was unsustainable and led to a lack of adherence from your point of view. That wasn't actually you in the wrong. That was the diet in the wrong. It was just too restrictive, too unsuited to your lifestyle. Whereas what you've got to realize is not only looking at what you want, you've actually got to look at what you need. And what you need is to find the principle of fat loss, which is a calorie deficit, but you've got to find something that is going to allow you to do this long term. And there is no, quite honestly, there's no specific method that's going to work for everyone. In one way, shape or form, every single diet that you have done up until this moment in time has elicited fat loss through getting you consume less calories. 
a calorie deficit is a calorie a calorie deficit is an energy deficit. It is basically giving you less energy. A deficit is giving something less than um, it needs per se. So by giving your body less energy than it needs, it has to pick up the slacks. It's like putting 10 miles, you want to drive 10 miles and you put eight miles of fuel in your car. Well, you're two miles short. Where's that two miles coming from? Your reserve tank. What's the reserve tank? Well, for us, it's our body fat. But we get so hung up on finding this like magical, uh, special, shiny silver object that's going to give us the best, the fastest, the most incredible weight loss going that we forget that they all still have to meet this underlying principle when actually there isn't a method that's going to be the best thing for you. It, it That's just going to be out there. You've got to find something that is suited to you, which I think an argument of a lot of things is kind of almost sometimes little bits of everything put together. Do you know what I mean? It's not full keto, but you're probably fine when you reduce calories. You probably are going to reduce some of your carbohydrate intake to reach that deficit. You don't mm -hmm. need to do all of it. You might find that you do sometimes on days when you're going to eat more in the evening, skip breakfast. You know, you're not an intermittent faster, but actually you might find that if you skip breakfast because you're like, oh, it's just easier because then I can have bigger lunches and dinners, that I end up intermittent fasting some days. So you'll end up, I think, forget finding that actually you use little bits of all these different methods. You never actually have to just pick one to get you there. And there isn't one that's going to tick all of your boxes as well. Yeah, no, it's it's... The thing is, like, all of them work. Like, if yeah. if the diet, the method, let's call it, that we we're speaking about, if the method uh, achieves a calorie deficit, it will work. You will lose body mm. fat. Yeah. Now, there's definitely, like, methods out there that, in our personal opinion, are going to be, like, good and bad. And I'll give you an example. Like, of a bad method, like, I don't want to name names, but, like, Slimming World, um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to name names, but Slimming World. There was I didn't even think there was really a pause there, mate. I think you kind of just threw it under the bus, but carry on. But they use, I think it's Slimming World, and obviously because I haven't done it, I don't really, well, actually, in fact, I have done it. Sins um, and free, free food. Yeah, I think it's Sins. Free food. Uh, sins and like free foods. Now, what this does is, yes, it can help you achieve that um, negative energy balance, that calorie deficit, but it also creates this negative relationship with food in your mind because yeah. you now start to see foods and you're labeling them as sin. It's going down to that whole good food, bad food, isn't it? And it's like, as soon as you're putting these foods in these buckets of like sins or like whatever they're called, like nonsense, <laughs> you're like, you're associating with eating those foods and being on plan and off plan. And yeah. I guarantee that you've probably had sins before if you've been on uh, Weight Watchers and your mindset has been like, oh, well, do you know what? I fucked it now. Like, what's the point? Like, there's no point in, like, continuing to do this. I might as well continue just eating more sins or going off plan, quote unquote. Whereas yeah. when you stop having that association, it doesn't work as much. Now, yeah. another, like, sorry, no, expand on that point. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's it. And I think what you've got to realise is that also, whatever you choose, like there is always a direct impact from whatever it is you choose. And I think we often, and we spoke about this before, we often forget the second and third order consequence of what we're doing. So we just think about the first order consequence. This will give me weight loss, wicked. But we never think about what else is it going to give us? Is it going to give us a bad relationship with food, a bad relationship with the scales? Is it going to cause us to 
you know, overconsume at different parts of the day because, you know, for you, maybe skipping breakfast if you want to do intermittent fasting causes you to overconsume at lunchtime. You know, studies typically show that it doesn't, but I'm sure there are people that do. So you've got to think of not only does it need to suit the principle, which is a calorie deficit, there's also slightly more to that in regards to like your adherence and your long-term sustainability. And I think we quite often just think about like, you know, for example, and this is probably a bad example, but a lot of youngsters, I think nowadays, a prime example is the take of uh, the take on steroids. So many young kids get into steroids in the gym because they're like, I want to get big, steroids get me big. But they don't realize that the impact this has on you hormonally, on your mood swings, the increased level of depression, anxiety, not only the long lasting effects. And I think in life, we're so passionate about wanting to achieve X that we forget about what will potentially come with that down the line, if that makes sense. We get so hung up in this method and it's like, look, the method just needs to hit this principle. Actually, what you've got to realize is that whatever it is you do actually needs to have quite a few different boxes ticked to support you in the best way. Like, yes, the principle is what it needs to reach to elicit fat loss, but from a long-term sustainability standpoint, you've got to look at where else is this going to impact you kind of... Does that make sense? I yeah, think it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 perfectly. And this is once once you understand that principle, like you can choose the best method that's going to suit you best. And just like Ryan said, like thinking about actually, okay, because, you know, if if you're taking... you Say you understand the principle, but you're still trying to take on the method of keto, but you know, ultimately your whole life is surrounded by carbohydrates and like socializing and stuff like that. It's going to cause a lot of friction with you yeah. and the diet. Yeah. And then that's going to have a lot of mental mm. effects. It becomes sacrificial. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what you want because the moment that it becomes sacrificial, it feels restricted. Then it leads to bad adherence and it leads to a cascade of effects after that. The thing that you want it to almost do is you want it to, hit the underlying principle to create a calorie deficit, but you want to almost have it cause as little disruption to your normal lifestyle as it can. Admittedly, there's always going to be some disruption because there's going to be habits and behaviors that you need to change because there's habits and behaviors that probably are suiting, not suiting, sorry, the person that you want to become. They're kind of suiting the person that's overweight and not where you want to be. But it doesn't want to come with a massive overhaul, which a lot of methods do because of you're not kind of like, because you're not tracking calories, I think, directly, and you don't have to track calories to be in a calorie deficit, that's an online thing, sometimes it does lead to extreme changes needing to be made to ensure that you create the calorie deficit. Do you know what I mean? If you're not tracking calories, you don't know exactly where your calories are, we've got to make sure that you're creating a pretty big deficit somewhere mm -hmm. to allow for huge, probably, fluctuations. You know, I'd argue on Slim and Well Weight Watchers and these kind of things, your daily calories will probably be all over the place because you're not tracking calories. You know, some days you might have pasta, which is free food. You might have loads of it and you may be only in a hundred calorie deficit. Another day you might be, you know, quite busy or whatever and you just stick to whatever the kind of outline of that program is and you're maybe in a 700 calorie deficit. Do you see what I mean? And because there's, there almost ends up probably being not that much consistency um, and also 100% on those things like, the weigh-ins, so many people I've spoken to, like you, you end up rigging your weigh-ins. Like they legit <laughs> rig their weigh-ins. They know that if they cut out carbs the day before, they'll come in with a low weigh-in. And I'm like, but you know by cutting out carbs, it doesn't elicit fat loss, right? And they're like, yeah, but it just gives me a new low weigh-in. 
and then you end up just chasing you that. You shamed. Yeah, and you end up chasing that because you're ca- you're you care a lot about the the, um, the response that you're yeah you're going to get from the others. I mean, I even heard someone the other day. Uh, someone told me that their rep used to sometimes uh, be like, oh, well, maybe you just need to go to the toilet. They'd send them to the bathroom to go to the toilet <laughs> to weigh in again. I kid you not. They'd be like, maybe you just need to go to the toilet. So they'd send you to the toilet to rig your way in. And I'm like... You need to take your clothes off. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, some, some people, she said, some people would literally come in, like, dresses with, like, a summery... Like, it's the winter, and they turn up in summery dresses with, like, no underwear on. Because you're like, I will weigh nothing. Yeah, it's uh, it's and one of those like, systems, isn't it? Where it's like they've got that's crazy. They've got a clever business model and how they do it because the reps are essentially successful people. But even because someone's been successful, mm, not all of them though. Oh really? Yeah, no. Someone said the other day she was like, and my rep, she was like, she was still following the plan, yet she never changed. Like never changed size the whole like years that she was there. She was like, my rep was exactly the same, still overweight. And yeah. you're like, well, surely that says something that. That indiv- it's not working for that individual yet they're promoting it and it's like well you know if mm. I used a toothbrush and my teeth didn't stay shiny and they got unclean I wouldn't promote that toothbrush and you'd probably be like wait a minute like his teeth are still dirty yet he uses that toothbrush probably not going to buy that yeah. yet we do we, yet we kind of wholeheartedly are like yeah it's fine you know Karen knows what she's talking about mm. yeah it's, it's a funny old business one that they got going but um, like an example of what I just wanted to wanted to speak about as well, because I said a second ago, like, you know, there's good methods, there's better methods, and there's, like, in my opinion, worse methods. And mm-hmm. obviously, I've just said from a worse standpoint of, like, the sins and stuff about the, the negative relationship that you'll get with, with the food. But just an example, like, um, of, of a method that has worked very well for one of my clients before was actually, like, 5-2. And the five two, I know for a lot of people have been like, it's this massive negative thing. Is it? Who is it that is? It's not Michael Moses. Is it? It's not. No, that's that eight hundred, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember who it is anyway. But it like they weren't. They weren't. They weren't basically saying, right, I'm going on the five two diet, and the five two diet is what is going to suit me best. It just so happened that they were essentially doing a very, very similar 5-2 approach where Mm -hmm. five days their calories were higher, two they were like a lot, lot lower. But it just because it happened to suit their life. So in these two days, they used to travel on planes on Mondays and Thursdays. But like the whole travel experience, it was always the same location, forward and back. The whole travel experience was just so stressful for him. And what I mean by stressful is like, it was very much on the go. Like when they were on the planes, like he hated the plane food or anything like that. So he actively didn't want to eat it anyway. Didn't really have any hunger, but from him traveling consistent every single day, like we noticed that his, his actual calorie intake was a lot, lot lower. And he ended up just eating for the sake of eating, like not because he wanted to have it. So we then started to say, well, if we know that your hunger is much lower on those days, well, why don't we keep your calories a lot, lot lower on those days. And then it gives you more calories for the rest of the week when you're out of the travel to be in, to be able to enjoy more food. It's just like I, I pretty much, not every single day, but probably the majority of the week, I intermittent fasting. But I'm not doing intermittent fasting. It's not the method that I'm doing. It just so happens that actually most of the week, my hunger is much, much lower in the morning 
And because of like, it's, I find it easier to just get the gym done, do my um, work and really hit it hard in the morning that then it gets to one o'clock and I start to get a little bit more hungry. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, oh, okay, so, you, you, so you're following the intermittent fasting diet. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just like, I just happen to, that's the approach I, I take anyway. Yeah. Because it suits my life better. And I would never go around to people and being like, you know what? For you to maintain your body, like your, um, for you to maintain your weight, you must do intermittent fasting because it gives you bigger meals. Like, no, it doesn't mean that it's going to suit someone else. Like, I don't know, if you train in the morning, you probably want a pretty big feeding around that window. Yeah. 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 And that's it. It's, it's like, it's, <clears throat> it's all about like, whatever method you do, it literally doesn't matter. It's like, as long as it hits the, just to kind of summarize the, this principle versus methods, whatever method you do doesn't matter. As long as it reaches the principle, which is a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. What you've also got to remember is that every single method that you have done before and lost weight is because it reached that principle, a calorie deficit. When choosing the method, there is no one size fits all method. You've got to find something that works for you. And the most important underlying thing is adherence. It, you need to be able to adhere to it long term. It needs to hit this principle. And then it also needs to be able to be sustainable long term. So whatever it is that you choose to do, think, how is this going to serve me long term? Am I going to be able to do this? Because if you're simply just picking a method because it's going to give you the principle and you're not thinking about after, think about that first. Because as I always say, if you get to your end goal and you're like, cool, I can stop doing the method now. Well, the method is the only thing that got you there. So if you stop doing that method, you're going to go back to where you were. So this is why it's so important to find a method that suits you that is a lifestyle change because this needs to be something that you continue to do. Yes, the method needs to be uh, ticking that principle box to get you to there, but it also needs to be something that you continue doing. And I think this is where a lot of people do it. They jump on this slimming world thing and they're like, cool, I'm going to go here to lose the weight. Then when they lose the weight, they're like, sweet, I can stop doing slimming world now and I can just go back to eating normal. And it's like, no, you can't because normal is what ended you up where you were. So you've got to make this a lifestyle change and not be so focused on trying to find the best method. They all work if they hit this principle, but finding something that's going to give you that long-term sustainability outside of that and not have a negative cascade effect, i.e., you know, you cutting carbs a day before you weigh in or your relationship with food because you think pasta's a freebie. Um, imagine pasta's a freebie. I love pasta. That's a fan. Oh, suspect. So... That kind of covers principal methods, and that is all about we have to say on that topic. 